The Bible is clear that there are principalities and powers at work to stop God's work around the world. Here in our region, in the state of Texas, there are principalities and powers at play. Do you know what those are and can we stop them? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to the podcast today. We're excited that you're joining us. This we always say this every time. This yeah. is going to be a good one, but this is going to be a good one. So I, yes. I really am excited. So uh, take a moment. If you have not liked or subscribed on YouTube, go ahead and do that or whatever uh, format you're listening or watching on today. Uh, we believe the message here is uh, is powerful and essential yeah, for definitely. our world today. Definitely. So, yeah, let's get started. So, yeah. So we are big fans of Pastor Russell Johnson in the Northwest. He, mm-hmm. he pastors the Pursuit Northwest, and they're located in... Seattle, Snohomish, and in Kirkland now. So they're up mm. in Washington, uh, all the way up in the northwest corner yeah. of the United States. And they are an awesome church that is totally taking on uh, the darkness in that region because you think Seattle and you're like, wow, that's like the worst city in, 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 in America. And you're like, yeah, yeah. it kind of is, you know. <laughs> but they are out there boldly proclaiming the gospel and making a difference. Very, very awesome uh, seeing what they're doing. Since COVID, they have just like absolutely enormously expanded. They were a one-service church at COVID. Mm. It hit and then like half their congregation left. Crazy stuff. Mm. However, since then, they said, hey, we're just going to keep taking a stand. We're going to keep speaking the truth. Wow. We're going to keep being bold. And since then, they added one service, two service, mm. three service, four. They had five services and then another campus and then another campus. So they're wow. at currently three campuses and they do five services on a Sunday. It's crazy. He's he's in Snohomish and in Kirkland and, and in Seattle. And so they yeah. do all sorts of stuff. They are like totally taking on uh, all the darkness, all the yeah. darkness that's in Seattle and that region. Yeah. And they are attacking it aggressively. Yeah. And it's impressive to see there be such church growth uh, because it's not just like the Bible Belt that we're in. Right, it's exactly. not where like everyone's like, yay, Christianity, this is awesome. But in yeah. fact, they're facing crazy opposition. Yeah, it's a spiritually dark area. And, you know, we listen to him online and, yeah. and heard his stuff. And think, wow, this is incredible. And you hear some of the stories, things he's talking about. And you think, really? That's happening yeah. there? But then we've For had sure. people come to our church yes. here in Texas and move from that area yeah. and confirm, yes, like, that yeah. stuff happens yeah. there. So yeah. that's not just like some fairy tale stuff, but like literally witches in the city who are like casting spells and curses on mm. people. Like that's wow. actually happening. Not and just because they're, they're hidden somewhere. They're out no, there. They're, they're and, and it's like, vocal oh, look at them. This is visual. so, yeah, exactly. It's like wow. almost a great thing, you know, that, that in the region that they right. think like, oh, Celebrated. this is, yeah, this is a spiritual thing. Wow. And then another crazy thing that we don't see happen very often in our region is there's outward physical attacks, vandalism mm. on their church buildings, you know, wow. spray paint on their sidewalks, on their glass, mm. on all this stuff, you know, and like bricks being thrown through windows, crazy stuff, like mm. actual outward physical attacks, vandalism. Yeah. Add to that also death threats to the pastor and his family and the staff. And hey, we're going to literally come and mm. we're going to bring harm to your family, to your friends. to Because your, you're preaching the gospel. Because be, you're speaking because, against. Because you're saying... There's only one God, one way. It's not yeah. they are they are literally Bible based teaching the truth. Wow. And they're saying, We we want to see you dead. Yeah. You know? Whew. And so 
again, also in that you have protests against Christianity that's mm-hmm. happening out there. You have laws mm-hmm. being passed that prohibit churches from meeting, mm-hmm. especially during the COVID times and all right, that. Right. You know, they have people that were arrested for uh, being in the churches. And then again, an outward, uh, obvious, wide open hate for Christians, Christianity, mm-hmm. the church. Uh, and that's all happening in that region. And it's really easy to like see all that stuff and you get fired up and you're like, man, yeah. That's awesome. The way in which he's teaching, preaching, all that stuff. You're like, I want to just bring that right to here. Yeah. But then you think also like, well, the general spirit toward the church here in Ellis County, specifically in, in Texas, in this right. region, is not like we're gonna go vandalize all the churches because yeah. they're, you know, speaking the truth, you know. Right. And so it's a different spirit yep. that is at play here in this region than it is there in that region. And they are very uh, aware of the demons in the region, and they're very aware of how to attack uh, the negative doctrines that Mm. that are at play there. Yeah, it just really drives home that the point that Scripture makes that there are principalities and powers. There are certain uh, demonic forces that Mm -hmm. are at work in certain geographic regions. Uh, mm-hmm. because of what the people in that region have given themselves over to. Mm-hmm. And so it's different. It's very different in the Northwest yeah. than it is in the Midwest versus what it is in the South. Our yeah. experience is, of course, South, yeah. specifically Texas. Yeah, which so, some would say is not South. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. We're just Texas. Yeah, we're just Texas. But, yeah. yeah, so the region here is different. Yeah. But it's nonetheless one at which principalities are at work. Exactly. And so... Uh, part of our goal today is going to be talk through well, what are those principalities yeah. and powers that are at work here in Texas. Texas is very different. Uh, we we are in the Bible Belt region. Mm-hmm. Um, stats recently show that in Texas there are over thirty thousand churches. That's oh, a lot. <laughs> it's a big state to yeah, start yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got uh, in Texas you have over two hundred mega churches. So mega church, if you define that as a church that has over two thousand in attendance. Wow. There's over 200 of those in the state yeah. of Texas. And that's not just like 200 who are right at 2001 yeah. attendance. Oh. But this is like mega, mega Yeah, churches. exactly. There's 6, 8, 10, 12, yeah. 20,000 plus. Yeah. yeah. So what that what that leaves you with is uh, state of Texas, 30 million people. Basically, that leaves you roughly with a church for every 1,000 people. Yeah. And so, again, like you think of that's, that's a whole lot of like – uh, this is just common. This is like church right. is just understood. This is a part of our culture, yep. a part of our region. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the expectation. Mm-hmm. And so in contrast, looking at the Northwest specifically, we're going to look at Oregon. Yeah. Uh, there's roughly 2000 churches again, compared to 30,000 churches mm-hmm. here in mm-hmm. Texas. Again, big old state, yep. Oregon, not as big of a state, but still about 2000 churches. And they have about 4 million people who live in the state of Oregon. So that's roughly a church for every 2000 people mm-hmm. rather than a church for every 1000 people, yeah. which is crazy different, yeah. you know? Yep. And even in that, the types of churches are very different. You're not it's like, true. it's not that <clears throat> all 2000 of those churches are like Bible believing. Yeah. We teach the gospel. Yeah. Evangelical, mm-hmm. solid, orthodox teaching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not that it's that way in Texas with all 30,000 churches. Right. But, you know, uh, so so you see that impacting the spiritual activity in Oregon yep. as well. Yep. In 2021, there's, there's a statistic that says 46% of Oregon residents reported to have poor mental health. That's half, almost half population. Half of the population. Again, about 4 million people in, who live there. In some form have poor mental health. Yeah, who that, are a, reporting. A range yeah. of mm-hmm. that, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so again, you look at <clears throat> things like the suicide rate in Oregon. It's 19 per 100,000 people mm. in Oregon. 
And that is dark. It that is. is hopeless. <clears throat> yeah. And in Texas, uh, the suicide rate is 14 per 100,000, which yeah. is still dark. And so yeah. it still goes to show yeah. just because we have churches in our region yep. doesn't mean that everyone is walking in the way of God, yeah. right? Exactly. And it doesn't mean that there are not demonic forces at play. Yeah. Uh, God has a purpose for the church and he's at work, but the enemy has a purpose for the church and he is at work as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And so you start looking at that uh, in terms of what the scripture says, it, it redefines this idea that that there are forces at play and they are not just outside the church. First Timothy 4.1 says, now the spirit expressly says that in latter times in which we live, some will depart from the faith. So we're talking about people inside the faith. Mm -hmm. They will choose to leave the faith. And it says, because they are giving heed, listening to, believing, deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. So here you have the the enemy infiltrating the church and giving deception and lies in the form of truth yeah. And causing people to walk away from the faith and not be effective and the church diminish instead of walking in power. So this this is a warning to the church about the church. Yeah. And it was true then about this time. So yeah. now, as people who live in this day and time, as those who live in Texas, we should be aware. We should be yeah. keenly aware and not just dismiss it and say, well, I'm not going to get in on all that kind of stuff. Well, if you're not aware of the tactics of the enemy, you will miss out on the deceptive spirits yeah. and the doctrines of demons. We should be on guard. The Spirit expressly says, in latter times, and it will depart from the faith. So we should mm-hmm. not give heed to these doctrines, but it means we got to know what they are. Yes. Exactly. And the Bible confirms that this is all true and real. Ephesians talks about we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Our, our, our fight today is not necessarily with people. Mm-hmm. As much as it is, as the Bible says, against principalities. Mm-hmm. There are evil forces defined by geographic boundaries. That means mm-hmm. over a certain region, in a, a certain geographic area, there are demonic forces that are assigned and have work. Mm-hmm. Principalities, powers against the rulers of the darkness of this age, they're limited to a time as well, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So those are all at play. And the implication or the, the truth is here, we wrestle against these. We should be. And then 2 Corinthians 10 says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. We have the power to recognize the strongholds, the lies, the deception, and pull them down. And we yeah. should. Yeah. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So part of the church's role is to go to war. Yeah. To set captives free to help people who have bought into deceptive doctrines of demons to be free from those and not walk in those. And specifically those within the church. We're not talking about just people who are strung out on drugs, laying in the ditch on the side of the road. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people who sit next to you at the church. In the church, (laughs) other believers. And so we cannot think that that doesn't happen. In fact, we must understand that it does happen. Yeah. And maybe even it's you who's listening to the podcast. Uh, You're like, wow, hold on. I actually need to listen in on this. Yes. The potential is is that all of us could have at some point and could be believing doctrines of demons. It could be because the enemy is slick. 
He will make his lie sound like a truth. Yes. And unless you are aware of his deceptions and his strategy and aware of the truth, you'll find yourself falling for it. Yes. You could be in a church active and believing Mm -hmm. these doctrines of demons. Mm -hmm. And he is set on stripping every believer of their power, their confidence, their hope. Yeah. He wants to gouge out your spiritual eyes so that you don't mm-hmm. see beyond the moment that mm-hmm. you are stuck and defeated. He knows he can't take away your salvation. Yeah, He can't take what God yeah. holds in his hands, but he can sure deceive you and yeah. rob you of the power yeah. that you are meant to have yes. by the gospel. And we, in this, we have to know our target. We have to know... Uh, what is it that we are going after instead of just like, yeah, demons, that's terrible and bad. Like, of right. course, yes, we can all get on board with that. But yeah. like, what is it that people in our region are facing? Again, so like the question, you know, what what are those spirits that are at play here yeah. in our life today? Yeah. So we've, we've talked about this a lot before today. And mm-hmm. I imagine we'll continue to talk about it a lot mm-hmm. because um, we're not here just to have religious services in our church. We're here truly to do what Jesus said he came to do. and We're to do is set captives free. Mm-hmm. So to do that, you've got to know what it is that holds people. So we've talked about what is it in our area. Here we are in the South, uh, in a very conservative area yeah. in the South, in Texas. Yeah, I was going to say, because you can, we can take mm-hmm. the South and then we can boil it down to Texas and yes. then we can boil it down to North Texas and then yes. we can boil it all the way down to Ellis County. You know? That's and true. So, we're speaking generally of the South, but also yeah. most specifically into Ellis County, where yeah. we are at. And and the enemies at work here, again, not just in people who are the derelicts, you know, yeah. of the culture, but yeah. even within the church, the enemy is seeking to make inroads. So we think we have defined yes. three today mm-hmm. that are um, descriptions of evil spirits, doctrines of demons that are at work mm-hmm. affecting infecting and immobilizing believers and keeping them from experience full life in Christ. Absolutely. So let's talk about those. The first of them uh, I think that we've defined is that there is an evil spirit that is the spirit of spiritual separation. Okay. And I'll define that by this, that there is, again, the enemy knows he cannot take away your salvation, Mm -hmm. but if he can deceive you into thinking that you should keep that worship, salvation, faith experience separate from the rest of life, then this is what you should do. Mm-hmm. And you should just keep it within the parentheses of church mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. faith, if you will. Yeah. So what what that what that what you find here in, in the South, Texas, is you find a lot of people who claim to be Christians. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of the population, if you ask, are you a Christian, most would say, say yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they would say they attend church some. It may just be Easter and Christmas. Yeah. Oh, Christers. But, yep. but, but they do. They generally have conservative values, especially mm-hmm. here in the area in which we live. Mm-hmm. They have basic morals, mm-hmm. but they often lack a real consistency to their life. Mm-hmm. So what you find is people who are in church on Sundays, even if it's just periodically, but their Monday doesn't always look like their Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. might not even be able to tell that they're by Monday that they are a follower of Christ. Yeah. 
So these same people who <laughs> name themselves as Christians hold to some basic principles of, of faith mm-hmm. and morality. They are also the same ones who struggle with addictions, struggle with mental health, struggle with physical health, struggle with relational health. They lack any kind of real spiritual passion. They, they're they not at all what yeah. the Bible says in terms of more than a conqueror. They mm-hmm. probably define themselves as more or less a conqueror or even less than a conqueror. Yeah. They don't see how that could actually be true of them. They lack any kind of fresh faith experience. Mm-hmm. And they usually have something from their past that was a faith experience, mm-hmm. a camp, uh, a church service, the 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 decade or two yeah. or three back that they were baptized. Yeah. But they have friends nothing. they had, parents they had, something like that. Yeah. yeah. They have effectively bought the lie that you should just keep your faith separated and be on Sunday only. Mm-hmm. And I think the toughest thing about that is that that is so easy to do in this culture, in this yeah. region. It's like, it is. Okay, cool. You're just like everyone else. You know, you're just, you, you know, yeah, you did your thing, you did your religious activity, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, you're supposed to go to church. Like people just understand that in this culture yeah. that we live. It's like, if you're not going to church, it's like, oh, wow, <laughs> that person is right. really crazy. You know, whereas again, you look at different regions, you look at the Northwest and it's like, if the person there is choosing to go to church, yeah. they have a lot more on the line, yeah. you know, in the sense of, <laughs> I'm about to go to this church that everyone actually hates in our region mm-hmm. because they are teaching the gospel. You know, yeah. again, and speaking of like the pursuit Northwest, they the people who go there truly are like, I want to know who Jesus is. Right. I want to change my life. I want to not be like the culture around me. But in coming to church around here, it's very much like I am like the culture that's around yes. me. I am participating in the in the community function. I yep. am, you know, a yep. part of what's going on, a part of this movement. I'm doing what's cool, you right. know. Yep. And so it's but, easy. Yeah, but I often, again, what you find is people who've compartmentalized their faith yes. from the rest of their life. Exactly. So church, cool. Involve that in my life. Hold up. Yeah. Back up a little bit. Yeah. You, you don't, don't get up in my business, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I go exactly. to church. That's yeah. enough. Yeah. So what you find here in this area is, uh, again, people who struggle with mental health issues yeah. and say, well, that has nothing to do with my faith. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I see a therapist and, and I'm on medication. Yeah. And uh, that's my, that's the solve. That, yes. Right. Yeah. Faith has nothing to do with that. Yeah. Uh, are people who have marital health issues, but they say, well, that has nothing to do with my faith. That, yeah. That's just, that's, that's just, just my wife. That's just my husband. Yeah. They're just like that. Yeah. I'll go see a counselor. Uh, my career health has nothing to do with my faith. You know, I, I might work a job where I'm asked to do unethical things or things that are harmful, but it has nothing to do with my faith. Or people that say, well, uh, I, I'm going to be involved in educating, uh, yeah. educating myself, whoever. That has nothing to do with my faith. So I don't have to have faith involved in my education. Yeah. Um, even my physical health, that has nothing to do with my faith. <laughs> yeah. You know, back up, get out, get yeah. out of my business. Yeah. Or, or even addictions, people who struggle with addictions. Uh, that has nothing to do with my faith, they would say. They keep yeah. it all compartmentalized. Yeah. Keep that keep that on your Sunday. Keep that mm-hmm. in your church. Yeah. But that has nothing to do with my life. Yeah. One more to add to the list. Your financial health. Yeah. That's true. Don't, don't talk about my financial health. Yeah. You know, all the church, they just want your money. All this kind of yeah. Not the case. That has nothing to do with my faith. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So- as a result, this is this is the doctrine of demons. I think that people in this region have bought into. I'll be religious. I'll do church, but don't 
don't get up in the rest of my life. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about faith as it relates to these other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. And so um, what you find is people who have very small faith, they mm-hmm. have faith, but it's small. There's no power really to overcome. There's no mm-hmm. sense of passion and purpose and their homes. Uh, I mean, we hear it, we hear it here sometimes, yeah. you know, you start, you start talking to men about praying with their wife and it's, uh, you might as well just ask them to climb the highest mountain. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, that's I don't know about just, that. That's yeah. too far, yeah. you know, or, or to have conversations in your home about your faith. Ah, I don't know about that, you know, yeah. or, or get into a small group. Let's talk about some issues here about how we really live out our faith and, and you name the area, you know, yeah. marriage, parenting, finances, your yeah. mental health, all that. And then people just close up. And they say, mm-hmm. you know, even when you ask for prayer, they say, well, I have unspoken. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to talk about the realities of my life. I'm fine doing church things, religious things, but I don't want to talk about the realities. Yeah. So it's sad because yeah. again, you have this separation, this compartmentalization, and you find people that are not really free. They're, they're not able to really experience the fullness of life in Christ. So, you know, Jesus was very clear about why he came. And what he had come to do in in the gospel of Luke chapter four, Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. He has blessed me, called me, gifted me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Those are not just clever metaphors. Those are not just uh, descriptive language that, you know, made a nice sound bite. No, this was intentionality on Jesus' Mm -hmm. part Mm -hmm. to bring life into life, to change everything about someone's life. Mm -hmm. And he was saying this into a religiously compartmentalized culture (laughs) to people who had really were living up to this whole idea of I'm going to be super religious so much so that it makes a front. Yeah. Jesus called them hypocrites, and, yeah. and Jesus called them uh, empty tombs and yeah. or, whitewashed tombs, or whitewashed tombs mm-hmm. that were full of death on the inside. Mm-hmm. And so, Jesus came to bring life to the whole of life. And mm-hmm. so, what we have over the past years here at Vertical, we have really leaned into this yeah. idea of let's let's talk about application. Yeah. Let's let's really drive home how Jesus has come to truly set us free mm-hmm. in these areas. Every single area. Yeah. Yeah. And so the more we have ventured off into those and said, look, we're gonna we're gonna break these lies. We're gonna mm-hmm. confront these the deceptions. Yeah. yeah, pull down strongholds. And we're gonna help people experience mental health. Yeah. We start doing that and God answers prayer and fulfills his purpose. Yep. And we start seeing people set free yes. from mental health issues, yep. mental dis Racing, yep, exactly, yeah. Racing thoughts, you have uh, depression and anxieties yep. that, that are disorders. crippling. Yes, exactly. All of those. We start seeing people truly yep. get free from those. We see people leave medication. Yes. And they're like not reliant on other substances because yes. they say, okay, I'm going to put my faith in the finished work of Christ yep. and how he sees me. And I'm going to rely on the character of God yes. and who he is, what he has done in mm-hmm. me, in my life. I'm going to rely on that to give me, uh, to bring my mental health to ease. Yeah. People with 20, 30, 40 year addictions broken. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And they didn't have to go through a long treatment yeah. plan for it. Yeah. 
and it wasn't because of some uh, hocus pocus service no. that we had. No, nope. it was because we presented truth and. People chose to believe the truth yes. about Jesus to bring peace yes. to their troubled minds yes. and their racing thoughts yep. and their fears and anxieties. And yep. they were able to be free from all the things that they yep. had turned to before. So good. So uh, we're confronting those deceptions yeah. and still pulling down strongholds. Yeah. And at the same time, we're not saying, we condemn you who smoke weed and we <laughs> condemn you who drink alcohol. And that's not what's that, happening. That's not we're what we did. literally lifting the banner yep. of the freedom that we have as yep. believers in yep. Christ. And people are saying, I recognize yep. this thing, this idol in my life is hindering me and is I'm a slave to it and I'm not a bond servant of Christ. Yep. So I'm laying this down. I'm sacrificing it, putting it aside, and I am going to be a bond servant of Christ. Yeah. And it's happening, and it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you see it. it, it this is a doctrine of demons. This yes. is what uh, was happening in the Pharisees. And this is why Jesus said of them and their compartmentalization, you are of the, your father, the devil. Jesus pointed it out. This whole idea of compartmentalization, this whole idea of putting up a facade, of not allowing faith to penetrate into the other parts of your life, he said, that's not from me. Yeah, I didn't come to create religious exactly. experiences yeah. and religious people. I came to set people free. Yeah, So, so uh, this is what we're seeing. This is, this is one of the principalities here in the South, yeah. uh, specifically in Texas and in this North Ellis County region, yeah. is a spirit of spiritual compartmentalization yeah. have your faith but keep it in the compartment of faith yes like like a cleverly crafted toolbox where you keep mm -hmm. you know all the nuts and bolts in one little compartment yep. you don't want them to spill over into the others yep. that's that's what that doctrine of demon yeah demons wants to accomplish yes so good the second one is similar but it is a different doctrine from demons. And it is a spirit of religious performance. Mm -hmm. It's this idea that, <clears throat> again, the enemy knows he can't take your salvation from you. He can't take your soul from you. Mm -hmm. But he can certainly drive in this idea of in your religious or in your faith, try to just keep your faith in your religion. In other yeah. words, Go to your religious place to practice your religion. Mm -hmm. And then make sure you're doing a lot because you you know your God is actually kind of mad at you still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's still holding your sins over you. Mm -hmm. He's still holding that against you. So you need to be mm -hmm. doing things for him. Yeah. And then keep it very religious when you do. Keep it respectable. Yeah. Don't let anybody see you get too involved, too engaged, too emotional, yeah. too far off the spectrum here. Yeah. Keep it in keep it respectable, keep it in moderation, keep it emotionless. Yeah. And and usually a lot of that is all <laughs> uh prompted by because remember who you are, mm. remember what you've done, <clears throat> remember mm. the terrible things in your life. Yes. You remember like you really you're so like unworthy mm -hmm. of all of this. Mm -hmm. So you ought to just keep it just, um, again, respectable. Yep. Don't, don't <clears throat> like put yourself out there. Don't, yeah. don't actually like go all the way into believing you could be actually forgiven of everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep it down, stay in your corner, yeah. stay in your church. Yeah. And the church sure doesn't have a role 
goodness. the culture. This is a doctrine of demons. Yes. This is the opposite of anything that Jesus ever yeah. said or the New Testament teaches yeah. or the Old Testament say, yeah. practices you think as about, well. <laughs> yeah, the Old Testament, it was not like, hey, don't let this whole relationship with God affect like your nation. Yeah. And, and don't exactly. let this whole relationship with God like affect how your family runs. Yeah. And don't let this relationship <clears throat> with God affect like how you decide your friends and decide mm. your career and you know and how this impacts all. Mm. No. Like you look at the Old Testament law and it's literally the most all-encompassing thing you could ever imagine. That's mm-hmm. like down to your mm-hmm. diet and how you interact with people and the mm-hmm. way in which you do business transactions, mm-hmm. the way in which your nation is run. Right. It is to be a whole, not even whole body, yes, whole body, but whole community, nation experience yep. of who is God and how do we relate to him? It is not a religious, let me do this little thing and this interaction. And then, you know, maybe God will like me a little bit more today than he did yesterday. Maybe. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the enemy wants you to keep it religious, keep it respectable, uh, feel pretty bad about your faith and yourself, really. Feel feel pretty uncertain about this God, whether he loves you or not. Uh, And then keep it all inside there. Just keep it all inside the box, if you will. Yeah. That's the lie of the enemy. Yeah. And then you add on top of all of that, the thing that I think is, you could say, larger than just this region, uh, but this keep it nice. Keep it, mm. just make sure in everything that you do, mm. make sure you're saying it with a smile. You're Ooh. not doing anything rude. You mm. Be super friendly mm. and kind. That's nice. That's cool. However, uh, I know Vadi Bakum, he's an yeah. awesome pastor as well. Uh, yep all sorts of stuff, teacher, communicator. He he says like the keep it nice mentality is like the 11th commandment that people have taken on here in this uh, in this region, I would even say. Yeah. And it like trumps the other 10 commandments and trumps anything else that might happen in this life that we do. It's like, you better be nice because if you're not nice, that's not, that's actually not good, you know? Wow. And that that is just, that's a toxic way to live because you're going to um, not say the truth because you're afraid it's going to be not nice. Yeah, you're going to not interact with someone uh, who needs conf- who needs confrontation because it's not nice. You know, yep. and yep. that's just not that's not how we're called to live. Yeah, that is the spirit of religious performance. So keep yeah. it keep it respectable. Keep yeah. it nice. Keep it within the walls. Keep mm-hmm. quiet. Keep down. And that is a lie of the enemy. Yeah, this keeps the believer beat down, yeah. isolated, yeah. withdrawn, and never yeah. expressing his faith. Yes. And so that's down to the personal level of the believer. But you zoom out, get a little bit a little bit of a bigger picture, and you look mm. at the voice of the church. <clears throat> yeah. Whenever this is the voice of the church, and it's, we've got to keep it very just right here. We're mm-hmm. not going to say anything that might make someone upset. Mm-hmm. You're going to look around and be like, Wow, this whole entire world around me has gone insane. Yes. And what it's going to only lead to is another voice that's going to raise up to be louder because it's going to happen in this world. People right. are going to want to take control and take command and, you know, rule and all that stuff. And it eventually leads to being ruled by tyrants whenever your church is not having a voice of truth. Exactly. Whenever your church doesn't speak out into the real issues of life, someone else is going to say, hey, I've got answers for you. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've got a solution for you. Hey, mm-hmm. this works. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it. how bad can it be? You know, yeah. This will bring you peace. This will bring you whatever. Yeah. And if you're caught up in this, I just do my religious thing yep. and I have this compartmentalized. And now I can get out of here and I can actually participate in the things, you know, yep. that other people are promising me. 
you're going to be a slave to so many other things, and you're yeah. going to forget who King Jesus is reigning yeah. on the throne. And, and the world's ready to sit back and say, hey, get back in your box. Get back over there. Exactly. Stay your, on your property. Get back exactly. on your Sunday. Exactly. Leave us alone. You don't have a voice here. Yeah. And sadly, often churches there say, oh, oh okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. sorry. <laughs> you're right. I'll yeah. get back in my religious bubble. Uh-huh. No, we have a, we have a message, yeah. and it's to set captives free. Yeah. And it is to proclaim liberty and mm-hmm. it is proclaim truth. And so you can't do that just within your walls. You have to get outside yes, your walls. exactly. So uh, we're, we're, we're doing all we can to recognize yes. that enemy's lie and deception, mm-hmm. encourage our people, equip our people to know how to live out their faith in their day-to-day, yeah. on the job, on the highway, in yeah. the community, yeah. and wherever they go. Yeah, because we believe that this, this has to break if we want to see change happen at a larger level, yep. if we want to see change actually happen in our nation and we want to see yep. morals and we want to see Christian values and we want to see Christian leaders raised up, this has to break. Exactly. All right. The third one, uh, our final one for today, I, I, there's, I'm sure there's many others, but we're, uh-huh. we're putting these all in these three large categories, the large principality, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a spirit of false spirituality. Again, the enemy cannot take your faith away from you, but he can deceive you to make you think that you are at the height of spiritual maturity when all the while you're actually walking in a virtual reality. Now, we all know a little bit about virtual reality these days because the technology is improving so that you can exist inside a, a, a reality it's mm-hmm. virtual. It's not real, but mm-hmm. you can think you are uh, prospering there in that place yeah. and doing well in that place. Yeah. I think the enemy wants the same thing. He wants to deceive and make you think you're fine. You're doing enough. That's all you need. No more. And he'll distract believers. He'll deceive believers. And it happens in this one way. Here's, here's the tool he uses. He wants believers to think that because you know Bible information, you have great faith. Mm. Yeah, We live in an information age. There's a lot of information available, even about the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it is a deceptive lie to think that because I know some truth, I am spiritually mature. Yeah, I know, therefore I am. And the enemy is succeeding here in the mm-hmm. South with this. Mm-hmm. And we know this because we have people who say, well, I know a lot of Bible verses and they conclude, therefore I have faith. Mm-hmm. I've read the Bible through this many times. Therefore I have faith. I know the essential doctrines. Therefore I have faith. I listen to Bible studies. I attend Bible studies. Therefore I have faith. I listen to Bible podcasts and sermons, therefore I have faith. I even know about the end times, therefore I have great faith. You know, all of those things here in the South, those are those are big deals. That's like, yeah, the biggest deals, yeah. You know, which, which, who do you listen to? What are Bible podcasts you listen to? What sermons yeah. do you like? What pastors do you like? What books uh-huh. have you read? Uh-huh. And the assumption is, well, because I've done all these things, I have yeah. great faith. Yeah. And you'll find people who are more than willing to talk about this Bible 
Translation. Translation or this this teacher, Bible yeah. teaching and debate about it. Are you pre-trib, post-trib, or do you believe in tongues or no tongues or King James only or not King James only? What do you think about the NIV and who really wrote the book of Hebrews? You get into all this stuff. Yeah. Interesting, interesting yeah. things. Fun. Cool. But that's not faith. That's not faith. <laughs> that's literally just knowledge. That's just, that's just. It is. It's just information. Information, yeah. And the Bible tells us that if you go down that path, it's a very deceptive path because yeah. you're walking down it and you'll think, so wow, I'm walking in full faith here. But you actually won't be. You'll be in a virtual reality. James says, be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. There is a deception that the enemy uses that. If you have heard enough, you know enough. And not focusing on application, not focusing on walking in that truth. I heard it. I learned it. I even memorized it. Therefore, I have it. And so maybe you've experienced this. You've been in a church, a Bible study, a small group, conversation with friends, and they'll go all day long talking about Again, information about the Bible. Mm -hmm. But you turn that conversation, try to turn the dial toward application and vulnerability and honesty and oh. where and where we should change and what changes have happened is what's the freshest work that God is doing and what's he saying to me right now? How is he changing me? Where have I experienced more victory or where am I needing to apply my faith? That's when people start just shutting down, getting quiet. They don't have answers. And so this is a great disconnect. Uh, people say they know a lot, but they don't always do a lot. They talk a good game, but they're not living a good game. Mm -hmm. And so what you find is believers who they have no recent story of the freshest thing God is doing in them. Mm -hmm. So well, what, when's the last time you heard God speak to you and he, and he changed you and you changed something in your faith? Uh, that's sad. Yeah. There, there shouldn't be a pause right there. Yeah. There should be a fresh work of God in our life. But that's what, this is what happens when you exchange information for application. You start knowing a whole lot more than you ever are doing. So there's there's no fresh stories of freedom in anyone's life. There's yeah. no fresh stories of honesty or change. There's no uh, there's no fresh testimony. They have a story from decades ago, and they even say, well, my testimony is this, and they reach back to some date, mm -hmm. and they talk about that moment. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing fresh and current. I think this is because this is a deception. This is a doctrine of demons yeah. here in the South. Absolutely. You, you, you had it before, and you know some information, and that is enough for you. Just mm -hmm. be content with that. Mm -hmm. I think another thing that's hard about this uh, is it's very appealing because you can impress. Yeah. Uh, you can mm. measure. Measure, yeah, mm -hmm. how much you know compared to someone else. Mm -hmm. And you will have a sense of control of like, look at all that I'm consuming. Look at yeah. all that I know. Look at all yeah. that I can talk on. Uh, and and the thing that also uh, is is very hard about this is it's, it only leaves you chasing more yes. knowledge and uh, <clears throat> what about this controversy and what about this belief and what about what these people teach and it's going to leave you chasing all of that way more than you're even going to concern yourself with repentance and belief yeah 
And, and it, that, that becomes the secondary. Right. And then you get this inner turmoil yeah. that you can't dare tell anyone about. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. you got all this information, but you don't know, well, why am I still struggling with this? Yeah. Why am I still having this problem? Yeah. Why is my family still like this? And you can't, you can't even put all that together mm-hmm. and you don't dare say it. Because, because it's like, look what all I know. And they're going to, yeah. what if I tarnish my witness or say, yeah. you know? Someone might see that I actually have to depend on Christ for something Whoa. in my life. <laughs> but it's, what I say, it's a false yeah. spirituality. Yes. It, it's truly, it's, it's based on knowledge and information. And the enemy, the enemy will let you do that all day long. Yes. He'll even feed you that. He'll mm-hmm. feed you knowledge and information because it'll make you arrogant. It'll make you disconnected. And you'll walk in further deception. Yes. So it's true. What, again, what we find as a result of these doctrines of demons, what we find in our region is people, again, who are Christians in name, church attenders, but they're stuck in devastating sin habits. They got no clue how to break them. They're, They're bound by secret sins that they can't tell anyone about. They're fighting, losing battles. They keep coming to church, but... The church experience is confusing. The church experience is either a front or it's just glare staring off into space because they can't they can't navigate it all. They can't put it yeah. together. They're not more than conquerors. They're less than conquerors. Mm-hmm. They they lack any kind of God directed purpose. Mm-hmm. They tend to be withdrawn and isolated. They're weighed down with guilt. They're mm-hmm. ineffective for the kingdom at that point mm-hmm. and usually weak in prayer and, and small faith. And it shows up in their life. Their marriages struggle. Their family's broken. The church is lifeless. Usually <laughs> it tends to be more about duty than it is just mm-hmm. full hope and expression of faith. Their community is not experiencing the gospel. There's no sense of more people are being saved, more people are being set free. There's not a sense of healing happening in relationships. The culture around becomes more and more corrupt, and we end up with the enemy winning, and we end up the tail and not the head. Yeah. We end up ruled by tyrants instead of being the confident, assured, victorious believers in Jesus Christ. Yes. That's sad. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're experiencing here in the South, but there is hope in the midst of all this. There's yeah. there's power and there is a purpose. We can pull down those strongholds. Mm-hmm. Colossians 2, 8 through 10 tells us this. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Beware of those things. Mm-hmm. Stand. It's going to happen. It will yeah. happen. Be alert. It's out there. It's happening. It's mm-hmm. happening within your church. Yeah. Verse 9. For in him, Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. You do not have to believe those lies. You do not have to fall for these deceptions. You can have life-giving, overflowing, powerful, more than conqueror faith. Stand up in that. Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead, Mm -hmm. and he has the fullness of life for the fullness of your life, for every area of your life. Don't be deceived by those lies. Don't be deceived by that enemy. So good. Shake off all of that. Shake off all those lies and defeat the enemies in our region. And let's, let's be those as the church then who 
go out to set other captives free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get free and let's set some captives yes. free. Yes. Let's bring an end to his reign and yes. let's let's spread the kingdom of God and yes. what he's doing. So good. So, good. so this is our assessment yeah. of the South. And this is what drives us as a church. This yes. is what we're all about. So when we're planning services, planning ministries and activities, interactions yeah. with our people. We're not just looking for social moments, no. cool music, no. uh, you know, what'll draw a crowd. That's no. not what we're doing. We're, we're aware of our culture. We're aware of the enemy's tactics and we're no. aware of the truth that can yeah. set people free. Yep. So, and yeah. we know, we know these are the lies that are at work in our, in our region. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're piercing the darkness with the yep. gospel, and with truth and people yes. are being set free. Yes. So, so good. I hope it's been helpful for you to recognize the lies that um, perhaps you've been facing, yeah. dealing with. There's freedom in Jesus Christ. You don't have to carry those those burdens and those lies. There is a place of life and freedom that's meant for us today. So come join us at Vertical. Come join us in person here in Ovilla. Uh, join us online. You can watch, take notice of our podcast, see what God is doing here. He is at work. He truly is setting captives free. So it drives us. We are passionate. We will keep lifting him up and living him out.